Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Let's go ahead and get started. Good to see everyone here at our family service. If you need notes, the ushers are in the aisle. Why don't you go ahead and raise your hands if you need to grab some notes. I do encourage you to avail yourself to the notes and fill in the blanks as we go. That way you have some reference when you go home uh, to study them. I hope you're a studier of the word. We believe you are. How many believe that Tree of Life Church is a church that's conducive to encourage you to be one who is a studier of the word? Do you believe that? And I love our family services because it, it reveals one of the chief pillars, if you will, of the vision of our church, and that's families. And we believe in the entity, uh, the family entity. We believe in the family entity to be strong and vibrant and Amen. free of obstacles and free of strife and Amen. free of the workings of the enemy and experiencing the, the bliss and the blessings and the peace of God in your homes. How many believe that? Now, if you're not experiencing that, welcome to the club because there are seasons that each of us as families go through, right? But we're proud that you're here tonight in the hustle and bustle of the holidays and you're learning. And that's the key to seeing your family, home life, get a breakthrough and experience that very blessing and peace that we talked about that is the cornerstone of our vision here. Let's get into what we have. Um, I asked the worship team to go a little longer and I was gonna actually preach a little shorter. How many believe I can get this done? How many believe it? Don't. Don't. This is the only time we permit you to doubt. But no, I, it's family service, your kids are with you, so I promise I will watch that clock uh, fervently. If not, they will turn the lights out and that's when I know it's time. Look at this, increase is the product of obedience. It's happy holiday time, Merry Christmas, and everyone in this room lately has been thinking about money. Unless you're the Scrooge and you don't buy gifts, we have a different church for you. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. And I wanted to share tonight because it is the holiday, money is ever on our mind. Pastor Don has recently done a great series on Sundays. Um, and I avail you, you know, I encourage you to avail yourself, I avail you, well, I guess, yeah. I encourage you to avail yourself to watching that, listening to that online if you haven't been here. And the reason I say that and the reason, part of why I wanted to teach it tonight, other than it's the holiday and wherever, thinking about money, is there are people that come Wednesday that don't come Sunday. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to hear something about financial blessing and increase along with what Pastor Don has done on Sundays. And again, if you're a Wednesday uh, churchgoer only, get online, check out that series. Increase is the product of obedience. Everybody say period. God requires obedience. God looks for it. God expects it. It's the very essence of the kingdom of God. It's built on that. The kingdom of God is built on obedience. Christ himself obeyed the Father to the point of death, even death on the cross. And how many appreciative of the obedience of Christ? You, you should all be appreciative of that, amen? So let's go ahead and, and just pray for a moment and ask God to bless us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Much to say in the short moments that we have, but Holy Spirit, we know that every heart and every mind is attentive right now. They're just, they're, they're aware, they're awake, and they're receiving. 
And Father, you'll be able to allow me to share and deposit in them in the short moment. As and it's exciting, they're together as a family, many here tonight, husbands and wives and kids, and what a great opportunity to deposit the word even in the kids. And Father, we thank you, your word is eternal. Your word never goes without uh, any type of void, but it always accomplishes what it's sent forth to do, and we believe for that tonight in Jesus' name. Look at Joshua 1, verse 8. Study this book. Everybody say the Bible. And it calls it the book of instruction. How many know there's instruction in the Bible how to live life? Just like we talked about a moment ago, one of the chief cornerstones of of Tree of Life Church is for family, the family entity to be blessed and blessed and just overwhelmingly experiencing the goodness of God. Well, there's instruction how to have that. It doesn't come to you as a family out of heaven on a silver platter. Folks, you're gonna have to work. You're gonna have to sweat, you're gonna have to toil, you're gonna have to get blisters, so to speak, when it comes to developing a marriage that some of you so long to have that right now you don't see. Some of you and your parenting are struggling because maybe the kids in your eyes aren't getting it. The parenting efforts that you're putting forth. But how many know you're gonna have to grow? You're gonna have to mature. You're gonna have to rethink some things. You're gonna have to relearn some things. There's things that you're doing. Everybody look at me real quick. There's, and and, and, uh, how many know me by now? You should, and and the reason I say this a lot of the time is because I'm trying to prepare some folks that don't know me. I'm a straight shooter, so I'm gonna shoot you good tonight, but it'll be a good shooting, amen? (laughs) I'm gonna gonna be like that guy that shoots the bad stuff that's hanging on you. I'm gonna shoot that. I'm a good shot, hopefully, and I'll shoot those things that are hanging on you that shouldn't be, amen? But if, in, in all honesty, if you really want the very best that God has, you can't be lazy spiritually. You really, you just can't. And you can't mail it in. You can't coast. You can't preoccupy, be, be preoccupied with other things other than, let's go back to this verse. And this is the top verse of all the verses. I'm giving you a lot of verses tonight and less points because I want you to take this home as a family and hopefully, and this is my encouragement, and, and out of the crowd tonight, probably two families will do this, and that's okay. If two do it, I'm, I'm blessed out of that percentage. But take these scriptures and study them, especially now that we're going into a new year. Know them as a family, and know them as individuals. Sit around the breakfast table, eat your Fruit Loops, and go over these scriptures as a family. Let your kids hear them from your lips. Amen. Study them, put them on the mirror for your kids to see, mom and dad. It says, study this book of instruction, the Bible, continually. Now mark that word. Once in a while, availing yourself to the Bible is not gonna help you, and it's not gonna help you to prevail in life. The continuance of, of, of being a student of God is the key to the Christianity that so many of us long for and the family life that so many of us long for. I watch families struggle and struggle and struggle and I just, it grieves me because, you, you know, and, and I usually do be honest with them, you know, uh, and, and you have to be, but you, the bottom line is you just, you gotta be a student of the word. It goes on to say meditate, which simply means to think and to ponder. Meditate on it once in a while when you come to church only. When you cross, as you're driving down the highway, you cross a billboard with a scripture on it, then think about it. 
No, it says meditate on it, think about it, ponder it, day and night. That means throughout the day. Day and night is referring to when you get up, not just when you get up for your 10-minute devotion. And thank God, let me encourage you, let me hit the pause button here. Thank God for that 10-minute, five-minute, if you can, start there. But I encourage you, don't stay there. Eventually increase that time. But if you're not doing any Bible time in your, your daily devotion or your daily routine, start five minutes. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure, you'll be sure, you'll be sure, you'll be sure to obey some of the things that are your preferences, the things that make you happy, the special promises of God only. No, it says obey everything written in it. Now, here's what I want you to take your pen and mark real quick. Only then, only then, Will you prosper and succeed in all you do? Wow. So families, family life, family folks here, think about it. If it's not, your family life is not the way you want it to be, you are not obeying God somewhere. That's period. I can't get any more straightforward with you. You're missing the will of God somewhere. And I've watched folks, let me add this, I've watched folks that are, are, are faithful tithers and still aren't blessed financially because their home's full of strife. Amen. How many, nobody here tonight, but how many know that's other folks? But how many are following me? See, we gotta take the connotation of obedience when it comes to finances, not just because, okay, now I'm, you know, Pastor Don's talked so many times and taught so many times about tithing, I'm fine. I've heard people say this, it's hilarious, over the years, not just here, but over the years in, in, in ministry, I'm finally tithing, like, whew, I did it. And thank God, I commend anyone, if you haven't been tithing and then you take that step of faith and you start, that's a big step. And all of a sudden, they're expecting, like, just, you know, heaven to shake. And all of a sudden, just blessings, just And meanwhile, mom and dad are at home fighting like cats and dogs, but they tithing. And then they come to you four weeks later after they've tithed, finally, and say, where's my blessing? Well, you're all killing each other at home. See, the point is, God looks at your life as a whole, spirit, soul, body, socially, and financially. You gotta take the whole package. That's why it says increase is the product of obedience and increase here in this whole message, by the way, isn't just talking about finances. Although we're gonna lean towards that more tonight. John 10.10, 10, the thief, the devil's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus said, my purpose. Now mark those two words, my purpose. I love this verse because it talks about Purpose, And I, I know many of you have probably heard of, and some haven't because you're newer to the Lord, but how many remember the Purpose Driven Life? How many remember that series? Purpose Driven, a powerful book, and then it ended up a series, ended up a devotion, just powerful stuff. If you've never, if you've never uh, got a hold of that, never read it, especially if you're a new Christian, look that up. Purpose Driven Life, it'll change your life. It truly will. Because you breathe with a purpose in mind. That's God's thought. Jesus has a purpose Jesus had a purpose going to the cross. He has a purpose now that he's at the right hand of the Father. That purpose continues. Now look at this, a mainstream of the purpose of Jesus. This should blow your mind because sometimes it's just so discouraging to me when you hear ministers get up, and I know there's some that have taken the prosperity message to a total extreme and made it carnal. We all get that. 
But there are some who are so afraid to make it carnal that they dumb it down. And we can't dumb it down. God wants to blow your mind with blessings. And it, listen, it ain't just so we can give money to the preaching of the gospel. It's not just for that. I'm gonna prove it to you. See, because if I can get you to back up and quit thinking, oh, I'm to prosper just so I can finally help give more to the church and help pay for the electrical bill that we got here, there's more to it. The main stay of God blessing you is because you're his kid. Parents, when you help your kid, how many know this is good? Are you enjoying this? I'm off my notes. Can we continue? It's actually in the notes. I'm just ahead of myself because if we don't have time to get to it, I've already said it. Look at me. Parents, you work hard to see your kids increase and be blessed. You ain't thinking about just them and what they're going to do for others in life. Come on. You first and foremost are thinking about your kids and how you want to bless them because you love them with a love that you just sometimes can't even contain. And you're a natural parent. How much more our heavenly father, the love that he has for you as his beloved. You're called in the Bible, beloved. Now turn to your neighbor and say, that means you be loved. You be loved. That's what beloved means, you be loved. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. My Lord. That's one of the mainstream purposes of Jesus. Now, if you're sitting here tonight and you're not satisfied, and let's take the the, the main theme of finances tonight, if you're not satisfied, you haven't kicked in, you haven't got in the flow of Jesus' main purpose for your life. All right, let's move on. Jeremiah 29, 11 is right out in the wall. Love this verse. It's out in the wall in the gathering place where I know the thoughts that I think towards you. You mean God thinks? Yep, he invented it. (laughs) Try it, it works. How many think that's good? That's how I talk to myself. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk to you like that. If I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the message paraphrase this is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and met a day, blah, blah, let's move on. It goes on to say, I know, I don't know how that got in there. I know what I'm doing. Mark that. God actually knows what he's doing. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's a revelation. And I've watched, especially dads in here, men of the home, I've watched them just just bang their head against the wall and just, you know, scramble and just in pain, so to speak, to really just see the, the and, and thank God for hardworking men. Hardworking dads. I commend every one of you who are hardworking. Come on. You're one of our heroes. But I also know there's a balance to that. Because God knows what he's doing a lot better than you to provide for your family. So in the balance of you being a hardworking man in your job, your career, God wants you to be a hardworking man in your spiritual leadership in your home. Because in your obedience to God, there's an increase that goes beyond your paycheck, that goes beyond your nine to five punching in and punching out or whatever you do. There is so much, my God, he could do so much more. Help me, Jesus. 
I know what I'm doing. I have it. Look at this. Look at your notes. I have it all planned out. Come on. Now look what God already has planned out for you. Now think about right now where you're at, families, financially, whether you're single or you're married, you're a family. Now think about where you're at. God says, I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you. Not abandon you. Plans to give you a future, and this is the Ken's paraphrase, paraphrase, uh, plans to give you a future that will blow your mind. Quit thinking little. Prove it to you. Ephesians 3.20, God can do anything, you know. So my question to you, do you know that? See, encourage yourself to come to know that. Look at this. Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or mark this word, request, in your wildest dreams. So I'm asking you tonight, are you asking God, are you requesting, are you going to the Lord about your wildest dreams? See, some of you are ashamed of some of the dreams you had because it's so wild, you're thinking that's just no way that's God. You know, I love how folks will get really nervous because somebody will say they, they and, and, and let, 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 me, let me share this before I make my statement I was about to make. God don't look at the importance of money as much as you and I, by the way. It's just a tool. He doesn't make the precedence of money like we do. And that's one thing that God will teach you and I first and foremost before he continues to increase us, by the way. But God doesn't also care what kind of car you want to drive. I watch Christians get so broken and so nervous over another Christian that would say, you know what, I want to drive a Cadillac. Can I tell you the truth? God don't care what kind of car you drive. But he'll meet the desires that you have. You're his kid. If you want to drive a Cadillac and you're able to afford it, go for it. God don't care. See, I'm trying to say this because you've got to get free from all this legalism and fear about money and stuff and the desires. Some of you are so shameful of some of the desires you have. And some of you, something simple as, oh, I want to drive a Cadillac. <gasps> I can't believe I actually said that. It should be a Toyota. <laughs> With no steering wheel, bare seats, gold color. Come on, get free. Go like this, go like this, come on. Shake that stuff off. God don't care what car you drive. Can I be honest with you? He don't care what kind of yearly salary you make as long as you're after obeying him and letting him increase you. Just let him learn how to, it's learning how to literally let him. Now, will he want to increase your yearly salary? Yep, because you're his kid. And he got other things in mind. And others on his mind. Request in your wildest dreams, he does not punish, or he's, he punish you. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. Mark that, working within us. 
his spirit deeply and gently within us. See, God will work in you and rip all that legalism out of you. See, I grew up and there was a poverty mindedness. There's a spirit of poverty in my home and Missy's home growing up. So here we, we come to get married and we both had a fight, literally fight the spirit of poverty, the mentality, a poverty mentality because our parents did the very best that they could but they were constantly talking of doing without and fear of, of not having and that got in us and here we come to become Christians and man in, in, in the circle that we uh, were raised as Christians in, the faith circle, uh, man, it was prosperity to the extreme in a way so here we are, we got our, we got our family background to, to build off of, which we find out is not biblical, not good. So we had to race all that, blaze a new trail. How many of us hard to blaze a new trail? When all you've learned is this growing up and then you find out that's wrong and not good. Now you got to blaze a trail. So we had to learn balance, amen? Think on this, prosperity is simply having enough of God's provision. That's your first blank. Yep, you got a blank. To complete his instructions for your life. God wants to bless you because he has, remember Jeremiah 29, 11, he has a plan for your life. So you gotta know that plan. There are three major reasons God delights in blessing you financially. That's your next blank. God delights in blessing you financially. Number one, to serve as an example. Fill that in. He wants you as an example. Now look at this next thought. Remember, God wants your success to serve as an example of what his love and power can do in a person's life. There are people watching you. And we need to exemplify the blessings of the Lord in every area. Now let's, let, me, let me break it down for you so we get the balance of what I'm saying tonight. And I'm not just talking money tonight. Remember that. I'll give you an example. You can be making all kinds of money, have the biggest house on the block, the nicest cars in the driveway, but the, all the neighbors here is you fight like cats and dogs. How many know that don't work? Are you following me? And then you go over and you knock on the door and say, we'd like to invite you to church. <laughs> They're all going to be like, why don't you go first? <laughs> How many see the balance to this? But let me flip the coin now. If you're going to work and constantly talking about not having enough and doing without, and constantly talking not having enough and doing without, and constantly talking about ha not having enough and doing without, and then you go up to your coworker and say, you want to go to church with me? And I'm not belittling your situation about you not having enough right now. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you talking it because you're gonna have to change the way you talk first because you've got to understand and you've got to start believing you're the beloved, that you be loved. Because if you don't believe that, then you just forgot what we read, John 10, 10, one of the main purposes of Jesus is to give you a rich and satisfying life because the world's watching us. First Corinthians talks about that. First Corinthians, second Corinthians, Malachi's in there. Look at those verses, let's move on. Think on this, the master key to any truly successful life is daily obedience. That's your next blank. Or, I'm flipping it, or the secret to your success is hidden in your daily routine. The secret to your success is hidden in your daily routine. See, some of you are thinking if I just get that promotion at work, that's gonna solve all my financial problems. How many know that's a blessing? But again, 
if we haven't learned certain things in our lives, like how to walk in love. I, I, I was thinking about a situation, I'm gonna share something else along the line of learning to obey God in all areas, because we talked about a home filled with strife, but yet we want the financial blessings of God. I've watched people so successful in their business careers, and then they didn't have the peace at home like they wanted. How many know that's out of balance? Then I come to find out there are people, and I'm talking Christians now, who are increasing in their careers financially, but they were cheating. They were crooked in what they were doing. They were, they were in sales. I'm thinking of one person in particular. Nobody in this church, this is years ago. How many of that don't cut it? See, that's what I'm saying. You know, remember that scripture that we read where the Holy Spirit wants, in Ephesians, where the Holy Spirit wants to work deep within you. See, that's the thing. He wants to work deep within you so that your heart begins to get right when it comes to money. That your heart gets right when it comes to stuff. He wants you to have it, but if there's something in your heart that's incorrect in its motivation for the stuff and for the money, he can't get it to you. Because you mess it all up. Amen. Speaking for myself, most of all, how many understand my concept here? Amen. So this whole thing about one of Jesus' main purposes, as we read in John 10, 10, was to give you a rich and satisfying life. It proves that he's going to keep growing you in order to have the rich and satisfying life because that's all part of the process. See, that should excite you. That's why, let me, let me tag here real quick. See, I'm trying to get... 15 different themes here because there's different people in their mentality here tonight. I'm trying to get it all in in a matter of short moments. That's why some of you here tonight, when you say, you know what, I'm settled where I'm at. I'm happy where I'm at. Not good. Because you're not going to find that in the Bible. Where God says, oh, you can settle right there wherever you're at financially, wherever you're at in blessings. That's it. Okay, you're good. That is not the mind of God either. Because there's others that need bless. This bless us for no more mentality is incorrect. See, I could feel the difference in the atmosphere just as soon as I said that. Because some of you got convicted. And some of you are fighting it, actually. Some of you are going, I don't believe that. You can find that in the Bible. Really, we just read to you a whole bunch of scripture. And we're going to read to you more. Because if you're thinking where you're, see, because what, can I, can I tell you really what that is? Oh, Pastor Don, you got to back me up on this, please. He's probably like, what are you going to say first? <laughs> see, a lot of times what that is, see, I'm, I'm walking over because he's going to say, hey, man, real loud over the microphone. See, a lot of times what that is, is you've just settled where you're at because you decided to get real comfy where you're at. See, to go to any next level of whatever it is, any next level, whether it's an increase of the fruit of the Spirit in your life, how many of that's primary should be, your change of thought, and even the increase of your finances and your goods, that takes spiritual growth effort. And when we, we like, we like to tag it. We like to say, you know what, I'm comfy where we're at, and that's like the real spiritual compliment. Because I'm content where I'm at. Look how spiritual I am. But you ain't gonna find one level marked in the Bible, like level 12. 
You hit level 12, that's it, Eh, mail it in. There's no levels in God. Okay, let's move on. I just lost them all right there, PD. Let's go ahead and take up our offering. (laughs) We got $4.98, Pastor Lemoyne, in the offering tonight. Number two, look at this. Number two reason. First one was because you're the, the beloved of God and he wants you to be an example. Number two is to provide for your family. Remember, God wants to give you success to enable you to provide for your family's needs. First Timothy 5 eight. but if anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Now, understand that, first of all, the context of this scripture is talking about if widows or widowers have kids, those kids should be supporting the widow or the widowers. That's the main context of this verse, by the way. The second connotation of this verse isn't you, dad, providing for your family so much that you're not in church. That's not what this means. Because here it says to not deny the faith in the process of seeing that God provides for your family. Matter of fact, the whole essence of God providing for men, look at me. Don't fade on me. I love you guys. I love you. I'm trying to help you. See, I love men because been there and done it. We're, you know, when we start getting tagged, we start shutting down, we start getting that. I know the look. I've never done it. Ever. My wife is laughing way too hard. I understand, man, but we gotta hear the truth. I love you enough, you could not like me for a while, that's okay, but the truth will work. The last I read that sooner or later it's going to chip away and one day you're going to wake up and go, you know what, I get it. But in this verse it's saying, you know, to deny providing for your family is denying the faith. See, what the saying is, first and foremost, you've got to be the man of God in your home while you're going to work, as you're going to work. And to become the man of God, you've got to have church. You've got to have other brothers in Christ in your life and actually, men, look at me, and actually fellowship with them. (sighs) You're gonna have to actually talk to another man of God other than sports. But just do what I do. Talk real quick about whatever you need to talk about and get right back to sports. See, that's all you gotta do. Mama ain't raised no fool. Remember, to experience God's increase at home, your home life environment must be treated as your most important asset. See, man, if you're never there, remember this is family night, if you're never there, you're not investing in your home environment, in your home life. Now, if your job right now dictates for you where you can't be home, Keep going to work, keep doing it, but start believing God. Wives, get in agreement with them. Start believing God for a job where you're able to be home Amen. like you need to be home. Because I'm gonna prove it to you. If you start coming to church and Pastor Don's gone Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, after Sunday 
and he's the spiritual dad of this church. And he's gone Sunday after Sunday and you get the brothers and sisters on staff preaching to you, the uncles and the aunts is what I call us, preaching to you. Uh, how many know you're gonna be like, I'm looking for another church? But it's okay, we think it's okay, we do that in our own home. And we're called the, to be priests or pastors, men, in our own home. Boy, you ought to see Rob and Pastor Don, some of the faces of some of these guys. Tim, you're gonna, Tim, you're part of the ministry. I, I wish I could take snapshots. One guy like this. <laughs> I understand, man. Listen, listen, if you knew me when we first got married, I was a mess. Oh, you saying yep for you? Yeah. I was a mess. <laughs> I was just like, you didn't know me back then. Oh, you've heard the stories, huh? I was a mess. I had to learn these things, but I had to have somebody tell me the truth. Think of this, your deposits into, into it, your home life, will decide your withdrawals from it. See, I've had men say, I don't like when I go home. Well, what are you putting into it? I don't like the environment. My wife nags. Well, she's probably, Jesus, help me, Jesus. See, there's, there's some, wow, there's, back me up on this one, Pastor Don. I know scripture says you shouldn't live with a nag because she knows better to live in a corner of a rooftop than with a nag, but there's some truth to a nagging wife. There's some truth that she's speaking. And some wives are so frustrated and get to the point where they use and become nagging and use nagging as the last resort because they're so frustrated. But there's usually some truth to what, air quotes, to what your nagging wife is nagging you about. Ladies, back me up. Jeez, I felt all alone here for a minute. I already got the men wanting to beat me up. Ladies, you gotta help me. Hey, how about this? Welcome to family night. Next family night, six families, that's it. Oh, they're gonna call in. You're gonna, who's preaching tonight? I want Pastor Dave, because he's so sweet. Remember, two in agreement are unbeatable. Your home must follow divine design. That's your next blank. There's scriptures there. We don't have time to read them. Please do. Ephesians 4. Oh, man. This is what Ephesians 4 says in a nutshell. And I'm going to have to end. In a nutshell, it says, letter A, God will never authorize a man to marry a woman who is unwilling to follow. B, God will never authorize a woman to marry a man who is unwilling to lead. Women follow, guys. Men lead. Ladies, men lead, you're to follow. Let your man lead. But he ain't leading. Then get in the prayer closet and pray. There ain't nothing. Ladies, there's nothing. Wives, there's nothing like a prayer when you say, Lord, get them. You know, I'm telling you the truth. I was running hot from the call of God in the beginning years of, I'm running hard from the call of God. I am doing all kinds of sign language to God when it comes to my call. I was not about to do it. And my wife just continued to love me. And, 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 and in prayer, she was going, Lord, get them. 
because a woman of God, a mentor told her to do that because she was about to do other stuff. How many are following me? She was, she was tempted to leave me. But she prayed, Lord, get them. How many know the Lord has a way of getting people and their attention? Three, the third reason is to carry out the Great Commission. We're all called to contribute. We're all called to contribute to the advancing of the preaching of the gospel. Spirit, soul, body, socially and financially, not just money. And, and you, you could bring all the money you, you, you want and it's, it's, it's a, we get it to church. But again, I'm going back to my, my first statement I'm going to kind of end on this. But if you're in your home life at strife and just discord and it's a mess, how many know you're ripping your neighbors off? You're, you're ripping off the circle of influence that God's called you to. The main reason God wants you to, to successfully, uh, wants you successfully is to, <laughs> the main reason God wants you successful is to financially support and undergird the work of God at your last blank. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.